Melissa LeGrant, licensed nutritionist and creator of Drop the Diet Weight Loss. I am on a mission to help women drop the fad diets and lose weight in a way they love for the last damn time. I know you're ready to end the yo-yo dieting and do this weight loss thing for good. So let's go. Hey, hey, and welcome back to the podcast. This week, I wanted to switch things up a little bit and do more of a Q&A style format for you guys. So last week, I sent out an email to my list asking them if they had any questions they were looking to have answered or any topics that they wanted more help with. And so lots of good questions started coming through. So I pulled some of them together that I thought would also help you out. So let's get to it. The first question is, how can I set myself up for success on vacation? So with it being spring break time, I thought this was a good one to cover today. And what I say around vacations is very similar to the tips that I give on things like navigating holidays and work trips. And the first thing to do here is to make a decision. Decide. Do you want to gain weight, maintain weight, or lose weight on this vacation? And any answer is fine. You just have to feel good about it so that when you get home, you're not mad at yourself or beating yourself up because you're up a few pounds. And then once you decide, then it's going into the vacation very intentionally so that when you get there, you stay out of that F it, I'm on vacation mode. Thinking about your intentions and planning out a few days before the vacation will help so that you don't have to make so many decisions while you're there in the moment. So plan how you want to show up. Is this vacation all about the food or can the focus be more on something else? And then think about what foods are worth it for you. Maybe there's some foods that you want to eat that you don't normally eat on your day to day, but that you'll still come home and say, I'm really glad I had that food. And then what are the things that you can do without? Like, is that bread basket worth it to you? Then what you can do is set some boundaries for yourself that you feel good about. Could be things like having dessert three out of the seven days or sticking with only two drinks while you're hanging at the pool. And then keep up with the habits that you're already building, like drinking your water and practicing not eating to the point of overly stuffed. And the last thing I would suggest is to have your plan ready for when you get back and get right back to it. Even if things didn't go exactly as you planned on vacation, that's okay. Have your plan ready to go for when you get back so that vacation mode doesn't continue way past the vacation. All right. Question number two, how do you stop eating? I know the portion is enough, but I continue going back for more. What can I do to stop after one portion? Okay, so with this question, so the first thing to do here is to bring some awareness around what's actually going on. What meal does it typically happen at? And with what types of foods? Then I would ask you, what are the thoughts that you're having when you go back for more food? And you may not know the answer to this right now, but it's something to pay attention to next time you're going in for seconds. If you're not still hungry, why is it that you want to eat more? Because it tastes so good? Because you don't want to be wasteful? Because you're worried you'll be hungry later? What is it for you? So once you become more aware around this, 
then what you can do is to start to implement a pause after you've finished your portion. Try to sit for three minutes before reacting and reaching for more. And then also during this pause, ask yourself, why is it that you want to continue eating? And also remind yourself that you can always have it again later when you're hungry or at your next meal. And remind yourself of how you feel when you overeat. If it's not a good feeling, let's try and avoid that. And remind yourself of your goals. And will having more bring you closer or further away from those goals? Working on the mindset piece here is going to be key with changing this behavior. And as you're doing that work, you can also try some things like only making one portion of it or serving yourself your portion and then package up the rest and put it in the fridge instead of having it sit on the table in front of you and implement that pause. Start with just even a minute. All right, let's move on to question number three. How do I stop snacking after dinner? And what I'll say about this question is very similar to the last question. So first, it's bring awareness around why it's happening. If you're eating when you're not hungry, why? Are you bored, stressed, trying to relax? Are you justifying it? Like saying, I deserve it because it's been a long and stressful day and I'll be better tomorrow. To bring some awareness around nighttime snacking, you can start by answering these four questions. So the first one, what time of night does it typically happen for you? What is it that you're typically snacking on? Are you even thinking about it? Or is it something that's more on autopilot for you? Something that's become more of a habit. And then the fourth question, if you're thinking about it while it's happening, what are those thoughts? Are you beating yourself up? Like, oh, here I go again. Why do I always do this? Or I just have no willpower. So once you bring the awareness around it, then when you're reaching for that snack at night, ask yourself if it's because you're truly hungry. And if your answer is no, ask yourself what it is you're actually feeling and see what pops up for you. It's likely just a habit that you've built. So when nighttime comes around, your brain just starts to go to work on finding the snacks. But the good news here is that you can move away from this habit by taking small steps. So instead of just completely taking the snack away, you can be more intentional with it. Plan what your snack will be and how much you'll have. Then maybe you start to plan a little less of it or something a little more nutritious. And finally, maybe you're still going to be planning for it, but you're only eating it if you're truly hungry. And you'll probably start to notice that most nights you don't even want it. All right. So the last question for today is, what are good carbs? Okay. So with this question, I want to know what you mean by good. Good in what context? Good meaning they taste good, good meaning they're nutritious, or good meaning they help with weight loss. If you've been hanging around here with me for a minute, you know that I teach to move away from the good food, bad food mentality. Food is food. Yes, some are more nutritious than others, but I don't find labeling food this way helpful. And carbs, unfortunately, always seem to get a bad rap. And what I see happen is that people tend to think of bad carbs as things like cookies and ice cream and donuts. But these types of foods are not just carbs. They also have a good amount of fat in them and not the healthy kind of fat, the trans fat. And they are overall calorie dense, but it's not just from the sugar or carbs. It's the fat too. 
So if I'm answering this question in regards to fat loss versus the overall nutritional value of the food, you'll want to remember that weight loss comes down to being in an overall calorie deficit because you can eat all the good or healthiest carbs and food and still not lose weight if it's more than what your body requires. So let me give you a couple examples of this, just comparing different carbs. So one banana, which some label as bad because of the sugar, but that's a topic for another episode. But one banana has about the same amount of carbs and calories as a serving of oatmeal. But the oatmeal might keep you fuller a little longer. So it just depends on the context of the meal and what you're looking for out of that meal. And same goes with brown rice versus white rice. Calorie and carb-wise, they are pretty much the same. Brown rice has more fiber and vitamins and minerals. Same for sweet potatoes versus white potatoes. Sweet potatoes are usually touted as the healthier option, but the calories and carbs stack up to about the same. Sweet potatoes have a bit more fiber and vitamin A, but white potatoes have less sugar. So I think you get the point here. If you love rice but don't like brown rice, eat the white rice and look for other opportunities to get some fiber throughout your day. So instead of looking at carbs as good versus bad, look at the overall picture of your food for the day, the amounts, the nutritional value, and how you feel eating certain foods. Okay, I hope this little Q&A session was helpful for you. If you have any questions or there's any topics you'd like to hear more on, head to the show notes. I put a link in there to a Google form where you can submit them to me or pop on over to Instagram at melissa.legrant and write me a message. Thanks so much for being here with me today. I'll talk to you soon. 